Good afternoon. Thanks so much for being with us today. Lots to get to. Coming up on the program, we are going to talk to somebody who had a presumptive case of COVID-19 and has now officially recovered to find out what that was like going through that. We'll check in with Reggie Cicchini, our global Washington correspondent. More on Bernie Sanders calling it quits as far as his presidential run and what this means for primaries going forward in the United States. Also coming up on the program, as you heard in the news, BC provincial parks closed as the provincial government does more to try and stop the spread of COVID-19, saying the move was necessary to keep people socially distanced to keep people physically apart, especially heading into a long weekend. We're also going to check in with one of the players on the Vancouver Giants. As we know, the season was cut short, but this one particular player lives in Europe and was unable to go home. Pretty amazing story how the community has stepped up to rally around him. And a reminder, we are going to hear from the Premier during the program at 1.15. John Horgan is set to address British Columbians talking about the spread of COVID-19. So we will bring that to you live right here on the program. First, though, we're going to take a look at a very important issue, and this has to do with hospital workers, in particular, the workers who are cleaning the hospitals, which is an extremely, extremely important job right now. And joining me to talk about this is Jennifer Whiteside, Secretary Business Manager with the Hospital Employees Union. Jennifer, thanks so much for being with us. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, we've talked about this in the past and certainly during an outbreak, during a pandemic, uh, cleaning of the hospitals and uh, other centers is extremely important. Uh, what is some of your what are your concerns, though, that you have raised about the salaries and wages of those who do the cleaning? Well, I, th- I think it's, it's important to understand that, of course, this is a challenge that we have never before experienced in our healthcare system. We've never dealt with a situation like this before. The scale of it is, uh, is enormous. And I have to say that going into this crisis, our healthcare system, in, in, in terms of uh, uh, where some of the work is contracted and privatized, as, you know, wasn't best positioned to really be uh, very responsive to the uh, uh, to the to the scale of the uh, of the challenges that we're facing. So, what what happens in um, our hospitals in the Lower Mainland and on southern Vancouver, southern Vancouver Island, where uh, housekeeping and dietary work um, has been privatized for the last you know almost twenty years now, um, we have uh, uh, you know uh, thousands of workers who, because they're not directly employed um, or directed by the, by the health authority and by the hospitals, we are having to, uh, they're having to work through the contractors in order to communicate information about infection control standards, communicate information about uh, the response that the health authority and that hospitals are taking to this situation, uh, communicate information about the standards by which health authority employed uh, employees are being treated, uh, in the hopes, of course, that that, that will be extended to, um, to, uh, to to contracted workers. And, of course, when it comes to the question about wages, housekeepers cleaning our hospitals uh, in the Lower Mainland and on Southern Vancouver Island earn less today than they did when we were dealing with the SARS, outbreaks, uh, the SARS outbreak about 18 years ago. And that's based on, on the rate of inflation and what, and what the, the hourly wage is right now? Well, it's based on the fact that the wages were dramatically cut as a result of contracting out of housekeeping and dietary work in 2003-2004. The wages were cut in half um, at, at that time. 
and uh, there's simply as uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the wages simply haven't re- haven't recovered. So, for example, a uh, 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 housekeeping staff in the Interior Health Authority, where they're directly employed by the Health Authority, uh, they earn about uh, more than $3 an hour more than a, than a housekeeper earns in the Lower Mainland at our flagship our flagship hospital in our healthcare system, Vancouver General Hospital. Uh, the cleaners are, uh, there earn just over $17 an hour. And it's and it's what twenty dollars an hour in interior it's health. It's just it's over twenty twenty fifty or so uh, for in, in the interior, in in any in any um, uh, in 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 any um, health authority where the health authorities directly employ the housekeepers. Uh, and is there a difference? Do you think then in the quality of the work that's being done? I think there's no difference in the quality of the work that's being done. And I think you only had to read the piece in the Globe and Mail uh, last weekend where uh, one of our members, uh, Pressy Miguel, was was featured. She is a, a cleaner at St. Paul's Hospital and has been working for many years in the healthcare in the healthcare system, considers herself to be a healthcare worker, absolutely. And, and Pressy is absolutely on the front line. Pressy and the thousands of her colleagues are on the front lines of keeping our hospitals and our long-term care facilities safe. Uh, in terms of the the, the work that they uh, that they do cleaning uh, the environment for uh, for patients and residents and for the public that utilize those those facilities, but they are often invisible and forgotten workers. Uh, so, if this was uh, and like you said, this is something that has been raised before uh, and and by previous um, members or leaders of the HEU. Uh, if this was something then that uh, the NDP was looking at to being a labor friendly government, why wouldn't they have changed it back to how it was before it was contracted out? Well, I mean, what I can say about that is that we, I mean, certainly uh, this, uh, you know, this has been the subject of discussion. Uh, it's been the subject of public discussion. We we negotiated a, a collective agreement in our in our, our public sector collective agreement that established a provision to look at work that was contracted out um, following from, from Bill 29 back in the early 2000s and to um, look at the conditions under which and uh, that that could potentially be be repatriated to the health authorities and we've been engaged in that process and of course everything has been interrupted now as a result of, of needing to address covid we we know of course also that that um, that bill 29 and 94 were repealed by this government and that really paved the path for a discussion about how do we best organize uh, the important work that needs to be done in our healthcare system uh, does it make sense to have uh, contracted operators as a sort of middle organization in between the work that health authorities need to do and hospitals need to do to direct the workforce. And I think that what we're experiencing, what our members are experiencing, is that that creates uh, uh, many, many problems. It creates problems for them in terms of uh, ensuring that they have proper access to um, personal protective equipment uh, ensuring that they have proper, uh, um, uh, you know, access to and training around um, around infection control procedures. I think any time you're getting one or two steps removed from the, the people who are actually responsible for operating our healthcare system, the message can get diluted, and that's a concern. Uh, and you layer that on top of uh, the fact that these folks are working for substandard wages. Uh, there's no pension. I mean, these folks don't aren't earning a pension. Um, there's no retirement security for these folks, yet they are uh, re- literally putting themselves on the line every single day, every single day. And our members go home, they take, they, they, fear, they, they worry about their own exposure in the workplace, 
and they worry about what happens if they bring about this virus home to their families. And of course, that's a, that's a, that's a, a worry that every single healthcare worker who is on the front lines um, is, is living with today. But I mean, housekeepers no less than any other worker. All right. Well, we'll have to leave it there. Jennifer, thanks for joining us to talk about this, though. I'm sure we'll uh, talk about it again. But uh, for today, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.